0: are you ready to get fired up this is the spitfire podcast with your host lauren lemunyan the spitfire coach a certified life and business coach out of washington dc we're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion so sit back relax and get ready to spit some fire going on guys it's your host lauren lomenon and i'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the spitfire podcast now if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one fear not they're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com or you can listen to them on spotify and apple podcasts so head on over there click the link download it subscribe tell your friends and enjoy the show going on Spitfires? Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you've been listening into season two, we are keeping the trend alive by having some amazing co-hosts. No more interviewing, no more me just yammering on. We're bringing back some powerhouse Spitfires that we have had on past episodes, and today is no exception. In fact, the last time we spoke to our guest, she was preparing for a very big competition. And I'm going to say that uh, she may have had some good juju sprinkled on her from being on the Spitfire Podcast because we are talking to Miss United States Andromeda. Peter, welcome. (laughs) Awesome introduction, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back. Now we have been trying to get together for so long. You have been a busy woman, jet setting, doing crazy
1: experiences. What has been going on? Well, so I won Miss United States just the first week of July. It was my dad's 50th birthday, so it was pretty exciting for the whole family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I always joke about um, when I met you, I was really talking about how busy I just was after winning Miss Virginia United States. Like, wow, I'm getting ready, and I just really can't keep up. And now I think that was so adorable because that (laughs) was definitely (laughs) – That was cute. (laughs) Real cute, real cute, but (laughs) – this is busy, and I don't think I have ever really been exposed to being this busy before. So it was a little bit of a jolt, which is why I was really thinking that today's topic would be excellent.
0: Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that, that was a great segue because today's topic is all about saying boundaries and saying no without using the word. So I'm sure you have some great insight on that with your new. Uh, expectations, obligations, appearances, and, and schedule overload.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and not only that, but in addition to being Miss United States, I'm also a therapist, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still practicing. I haven't stopped doing therapy since I won. A lot of girls, um, well, most girls, um, their systems really require them to put 100%, and not that my organization's any different. But, when I first found this organization, I remember the National Director saying that we understand that you have other passions that you have that some of you are in school and some of you are working. And you know what? We're not an organization that's going to ask you to stop that. Mm-hmm. So that's really one of the things that attracted me the most. Um, I definitely love all the exposure that I'm getting as Miss United States, um also going into my other passions, which are more in the artistic creative arena, which, you know, are are some of my biggest passions actually, but I still love what I'm doing. And even as my position in therapy changes a little bit, I always want to be involved in some aspect of it. Um, I'm a licensed therapist, so also staying up to date on CEUs and licensure and training. So I really want to continue to grow in that area of my life, even if my, you know, even if the role that I'm fulfilling is just make some changes as I make changes. But, um, I, yeah, so I've still been working, and that's I've also been balancing that and family, um, but also I'm really juggling two full-time jobs, wow. and it definitely, it feels like, I mean, it feels like two full-time jobs. Yeah, absolutely, and, and having
0: such a visible presence. I mean, it's not like you can show up in what I'm currently wearing, which is um, what I wore to bed with my <laughs> on that, my, my Puma sweatpants. I mean, you yeah. got to be putting yourself together and rocking the sash and the crown.
1: Yeah. That's different for me because, you know, I've always loved, you know, fashion and that type of creative expression, but when it's a requirement it feels so different, you know, like, I mean, I love getting dressed up and I'm, you know, a typical girl in some ways, um, like, and just being what dressed up means for me, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you have to do it all the time. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, that requires a job. Effort. That's like a third job.
1: Yeah, that is effort. You know, I am in general outside of fashion and pageants. I'm a very natural girl. Um, don't wear makeup ever unless I'm doing something pageant appearance or uh, modeling related. I'm usually just chilling and relaxed, and I'm just really comfortable and happy in my own skin, and that's great. But I know that, you know, you got to show up for the job that you're doing and being glamorous is part of being Miss United States. And I've and totally embrace that. And I love that aspect. But yeah, you got to be on a lot. And that requires a whole, just just more time, honestly. That's really more what it's about. I mean, not so much the effort, but just time. Because the busier you get, the more you want to kind of hang on to time and be more specific with where you're putting that time. And now that, um, you know, alone time really and time for me is it feels so much less than what it was, I really am so aware now of where my time is going because it's really having to also be mindful and kind of be the conductor behind how much time I'm putting towards fear, where is this time going? So just trying to also be the driver um, in my own car, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I, I use very similar uh, language with my clients. So it, what it sounds to me is like, it's really no different than before you won, but Having one and now having this mounting list of, of you know appearances and things that you have to do, it's created a more uh, aware lens for you. So rather than the, the downtime where you took it for granted or may not have been maximizing it, you now have this this fire under you to prioritize and value the time and what you do with it.
1: Exactly. That's so well said. Yep. And I, I feel like it's my responsibility because I never want to look back on life wishing that, you know, I had done something different. I never wanna having regrets is one of my biggest fears. <laughs> but it's not actually a fear because I'm doing everything that I can to just be in the present moment. Yeah. It's no FOMO for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. it's so interesting because, you know, I hear people use the term busy and I I've written a couple blogs about it of, you know, busy is basically this new this new way of of self importance or of blowing people off or using it as as an excuse um, but i think you actually are busy i think you're 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 full you are maxed out on your job. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who kind of use busy as as this passive way of saying no when they're not ready to say no um, right and and busy sometimes is like this very passive way of telling someone like by Felicia, um, because if you say you know I'm really busy, but you don't give an alternative date or time, which I'm glad you do, because I know you're busy. That's like, you know, that's the you know I don't have time for you, right? You're not a priority to
1: me. Exactly, that's the message, and that and it really hurts. I've been on that receiving end, and you know I'm I'm not, I'm not crying in my bed at night, but I'm very I'm very sensitive, and I'm I'm definitely an empath. So yeah, sometimes it stings a little bit when that's what you receive. So I'm like oh, no, like I want to be as honest and as forthcoming and as flexible as I possibly can and just be transparent from the beginning of how life really is for me right now. Um, but at the same time, relationships are important to me and that connection with others is so important to me. Um, and I know what it's like to not have that in return. So, you know, I that's a good point that you're making, but I just want to encourage people to really just, honesty is like the key.
0: So that's a that's a great, like, section we can go down because how can you be honest with people when your honesty may be hurtful to others? So if if someone else is is really toxic in their energy and you don't want to spend time with them, how
1: do you get out of that? Well, personally, I've done a lot of, It's not. I guess it's not a real direct way for me to answer this question in a way that people might hope I could. Um, so to answer that, but I've done a lot when it comes to just toxic people and toxic relationships in general is I keep my distance and I steer clear. I'm also just really aware of who I bring close to me. I know that in this industry, I'm surrounded by so many personalities and so many different people, but I've developed over the years, not, you know, I didn't, wasn't born with it. Maybe I was, <laughs> but <bizarre>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to really tap into my intuition Mm-hmm. what am I noticing about this person that makes me feel uncomfortable? And if there's a red flagger, I don't treat them accordingly. I just make my own decisions based off the first red flags that I see when um, I interact with people and I connect with them. So um, usually the people who are asking me to connect with them aren't those toxic people in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't keep them around me. I don't, I don't have energy for that. So I have this like realm that's like, I imagine this like, you know, force field. this force field, it's purple. I like purple and <laughs> <laughs> just around me that I'm just like, no, like if, if I pick up on that energy, the force field goes up and I redirect myself um, around the corner. You know what I mean? So Amen. I, yeah. yeah, I'm never really in those positions in the first place, but if I were, um, because I know that some of us are, you know, I would just say that I'm just not interested right now at this point in my life. Yeah,
0: well, and it's it's interesting, like because once you're in it, it's hard to get out of it. So if I think I think if people can take anything away, and we're gonna have a lot of takeaways, start at the first point of entry. So when someone enters your space and it doesn't feel good, trust your gut on that. Exactly. Don't try to create the story of excusing it because they're friends with other friends or they're part of the family or whatever. If someone doesn't feel good in your zone, you have
1: every right to abort that mission every right. I, I like that phrase because it's true. That is our right. This is our life. Mm-hmm. This is our experience. And even if you're married to someone, my experience is not going to be the same as my partner because we're two different people. And I heard a, um, I forget her name, unfortunately, but she is a life coach and she always says your future is your property. Meaning mm-hmm. that everything that you will experience going forward really is in your control. And that includes the people who are, are in your life. What those relationships are and how those relationships make you feel—that's also a great way to assess if someone really is around you and has your best interest. Yeah,
0: I think it—it comes down to: Are you the driver or the passenger?
1: Mm-hmm. And if Absolutely. you're the passenger,
0: what's stopping you from grabbing hold of that wheel?
1: Hmm. Do you feel like you're unworthy? Do you feel like you don't have that power? Because you do. We all do. No one is special in this world. I personally—I just think that some of us tap into our inner powers more than others, but there's a way to always change that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it all starts from the worthiness of it. It's, it's, you know, what have you assumed to be your value and what do you actually believe?
1: Right. Right. Because dump down on you if you let them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And, you know, and that's why I really think that, and I've heard this other saying, and I forget who says it, unfortunately, but um how you feel about yourself really is a reflection of how others see you and treat you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, pageants, for example, I've gone to pageants and a girl has won. she's taken it home and people are like, wait, what? Not that the girl was this or any less, but she might not have had as much experience as the other girls. Maybe um, that girl was considered an underdog. A lot of times in pageants, if you're a pageant veteran, if you got a name for yourself, that is really how people support you from the get-go and the girl will just come out of nowhere and you're like wait and then you watch her and you're like well she is so confident that it's undeniable whether she has this is her first pageant or her second or her 30th or whatever it is that people that stop people from actually believing she was a winner from the beginning you've totally forgotten about that now because she knows it Mm -hmm. and then she convinces you and the rest of the audience and the judges and then she takes home the crown and sash so I think it's a lot of just as a little um, example for people, because you know your experiences really tie in with your own uh, sense of self-value or a sense of self-work, which is why it's so important to work on that.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's also interesting because I think people are waiting for that like stamp of approval or validation that they've made it. So in the coaching right. world, I did this, I'm guilty of this, and I hear it because I'm on these Facebook groups where people are in the process of getting certified. And they ask these questions like, so is it so much easier to get clients when you have your ACC or PCC, which is the certification once you pass the test? And I said, no, it's the same as when you're starting from day one. If you don't believe in yourself on day one, you're not going to believe in yourself on day 10. And, and letters after your name does not mean you're legit. You've got to just put yourself out there and and trust and be confident that you that you know what you're doing, that you're that you're in line with your values. But if you're always trying to be something else or you're waiting for that moment of it's okay now, then you're going to constantly be waiting right before the the, uh, starting gate.
1: Exactly. And that's with everything. And that's why, you know, people look back five years have gone on. They're like, well, I'm so passionate about this. I'm still so passionate. I haven't given up. But the way I feel about myself hasn't changed. So why am I not seeing results? Why am I not progressing in this area of my life?
0: That's the question of like, is it passion or is it because you think you're supposed to do it?
1: Right, or looking for a sense of validation from others was doing it in the first place. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's the chase. That's yeah. The, I mean, external validation is, I think, the the big, the big cause and the root cause of this boundary stretching and blurring. Because I don't know about you, but like, I had a lot of problems saying no um, before all of my life changed when I turned thirty-one. Um, but I was saying yes to everything because I kept thinking, well, they're not going to trust me. They're not going to value me. I'm not going to be a high performer. I'm not going to be a good wife. I'm not going to be a good friend. And I was burned out. Um, so I don't know what your experience has been with that.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not perfect. I'm still working on it. Um, I would say um, because of how I feel, I, I really think of myself as, Someone with high values and ethics. And I don't mean by someone else's rule book, but just on how much I really value others and how much respect I have for other people. Um, I hold people to high standards. I see the good in almost all people. Um, and for me, being, having honest relationships with people was so important because, you know, I have a background of um, a lot of different experiences in my childhood, in my life, and unfortunately, having. Having very rough times in my childhood where people who I trusted, um, family, didn't show up for me, you know, um, went through a lot of neglect and abandonment growing up a lot. Um, things are a lot better in my family now, but that was a big part of my upbringing in that journey. So when I got older, I was like, oh, I'm never going to let anyone else down. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thinking, right, thinking that that was the right move to make, that's the really way to circumvent all those experiences that I went through of trauma growing up, but I burned myself out. And then I, next thing I know, I was depressed and not understanding why. And I really believe that there is a higher self-connection. People might call it spiritual or pseudoscience or whatever, to any physiological or um, mental challenge that we're dealing with. And if you break down the word depressed, it really is deep rest. And when you're depressed, you sleep and you don't feel like doing anything. You don't, you literally do not have the strength and the motivation. I mean, I, I do this work for a living. Um, so a lot of the work that I do with clients is let's build yourself back up again mm-hmm. so that then you have the motivation and you don't have to force yourself to have the energy because that's when you feel worse when you're trying to force it and it's just not happening. So I was going through that and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a, take a step back, take a time out. And this wasn't just one experience in my life. This was constantly saying yes in college involved in like every club and sports club or whatever you could think of then in pageantry. Yes. To every appearance, I want to be out there in my community and, and be there for work and, and grow in my artistic career. I'm just going to make it happen. You know, and just say that I'm so I can just say that I'm actually going for it. And I was done. I mean, and that was on so many occasions, even after I won, I, I really went through a period where I was just really like fizzled out yeah. and I got actually, um, end up getting sick. That's what happens. Your body um, is losing what it's losing. And it's just like, you know what, if you're not going to listen to me, then physically, we're not going to be able to adult today. Yes. And you're going to call Our out. Sick. <laughs> exactly. So um, that was my I would say one of my biggest wake up calls was um, before the holiday, like right before that Thanksgiving mark, I was so I was always tired. Next thing you know, I was my, my checklist of things that I enjoy doing was not happening anymore. Not that I keep a checklist, but exercising, for example, meditating. These are the things that make me feel good. That wasn't happening.
0: That's always so, the first to come off the list too.
1: Exactly. Right. Right. Sleeping well, appetite. I was eating whatever I was eating out of convenience. And for me, I'm someone who really looks at eating as a very sacred thing. I really take pride in my vessel and this vehicle that I'm that I'm walking in, in this life, and I really want to give it great things so that it feels good because I really love this vessel. So that's how I look at at food and nutrition. That wasn't happening. I was just eating, I was eating French fries, not because I was treating myself, but because it's here and I don't have time in my mind to give myself a different option. And I was eating that all the time. Then my energy is feeling well. Then my GI is messed up. Then my immune system is getting low. So my, my body really has taken a beating at the expense of me always saying yes. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And the body will start with a whisper and if you ignore it, then it starts to talk to you and then it screams and then it paralyzes you.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: That's why the mind body connection, it's like your body knows when you're not treating your
1: mind well. That's right. That, that connection that you just talked about, it's a real thing. (laughs)
0: It's huge. Well, and that's why like People are like, well, I don't know what a gut reaction is. I don't know what intuition is. It's really about just shutting up
1: and listening because mm-hmm. it's telling you
0: everything you need
1: to know. That's true. And that process like, sounds more overwhelming than what it really is, but you just said it. It's just, it's just being quiet and allowing yourself to have the answer.
0: Which is so hard when you're saying yes to everybody else. And yep. that's where the distraction cycle comes in because once you're in that loop, it feels impossible to stop it.
1: Right. And so, what I really try and remember is what I tell myself now is that I will not, if someone asks me for something, I always say I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Because I know that by nature, I have this little uh, anxious twist to me. I can, I, I can, it doesn't take much for me to feel a twinge of anxiety. I've learned to deal with it now and redirect it, and it's, it's gotten a lot better, but that's definitely part of, part of me that I'm working on. So for me, um, because I'm still working on keeping a calm mind in a really hectic um, environment mm-hmm. or what feels like a very busy environment, um, it's easy for me to take time out, meditate and the comfort of my home, for example. But to be in that meditative silence, which is just stillness, essentially, um, when I'm sitting in traffic or at work or in a busy appearance, like That's what I want to continue to carry with me. So whenever someone asks me for something, knowing that it's like, I know I'm really busy. I have so much going on. I don't have my planner with me. I say, you know what? Thank you so much for the invite. um, But I have to just really get back to you. My schedule has been very, very busy the last whatever, whatever. And and even all that information is being generous, in my opinion. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at my planner and get back to you and let you know because I don't want to commit and really not be able to do it. Yeah. Boom.
0: So just that phrasing gives you the space instead of being reactive and doing something that's not in alignment with your values.
1: Exactly. Even if you do want
0: to do it, I think it's a good practice to just have that pause of, let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you.
1: Yeah. And it's really simple. And I've never had someone, I mean, at least who was upfront with me. I don't know what people may not say how they feel, but never someone who's had a reaction where it's like, oh. Really? It's like, oh no, I get it. I understand. Because in fact, I'm busy too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know when that happened, but I always remember in my twenties, I'm like, I have so much time. I can do it all. And in your thirties, you're like, where did it
1: go? Mm, Maybe because you can sleep more. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard people say, um, and I, I, I like to just kind of keep myself up to date on, um, just a lot of inspirational things. I like just that's why I surround on my social media things that inspire me. Um, and I all, and I've seen this, um, this saying where the study was done, where um, this individual went, walked into a um, goodness, um, not a nursing home, but um, oh my gosh, early in the morning. Not really. Um, <laughs> when you're passing away, when you're passing away and oh, you work in and hospice. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Um, and hospice and, um, just asked, you know, any regrets and almost everyone said, I just, I wish I had X, Y, Z, just something, something that, and it usually all connects with time. Mm -hmm. I wish I had used my time better. And I think about that literally all the time. I don't (laughs) separate over it, but when I'm making decisions, if I am, you know, let's say it's, um, 7 a.m. I'm not going to get up at 7 a.m. and just go on social media. I can use my time for something different. I can use my time to set my intention and have a good day mm-hmm. and give my body what it means to start off my day. You know? Um, so I'm just tr- trying to be more aware of the decisions that I'm making. And because all those decisions connect with time, which is so important. It's so important. And being present is so important.
0: Yeah. It, but it's a, it's a tough thing. Like, I, I think that. I mean, you and I have kind of experienced that same level of burnout, but until you have felt the sheer volume of what burnout does, you kind of have this false illusion that you can do it all.
1: It's true. And it's, and it's really unfortunate because it's not fun to go through.
0: It's very painful. (laughs) Maybe we should do like a, uh, like a VR simulation of what burnout feels like. Oh my gosh. I think that would help a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make you miserable for about two
1: days and then we're going to help you. (laughs) Yeah. And this, and this is why it's important to do (laughs) X, Y, Z. Just be quiet and listen. Just let your you know, let the inner clock give you, give you answers. Cause it always does. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or we just start with kids and teach them mindfulness practices so they don't have to be miserable when, when they burn out.
1: Exactly. I would love to do that a lot. I like, actually maybe like hit up a school or summer camp or whatever.
0: With Erin Son, who actually was on the episode before yours. Um, she, she's a mindfulness coach. So she does yoga and she used to be a teacher and she works with educators and students on their mindfulness
1: practice. That is like right up my alley, it's a big part of my platform, so I would love that. I'm connecting you, you love too, that. Too. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm already inspired! Here we go, it's the
0: Spitfire <laughs> Circle. You know, it's funny, I was, I was scrolling through social media because I chose to. Um, <laughs> and right. I love going through people's profiles, like when they post, and I see other people who I've either connected through my book launch event, or the Spitfire Circle, or this show, I'm like, they all know each other because of the Spitfire Circle. That's amazing. I mean, when When you find your people, you're just like, I just want to be around that.
1: That tribe. That tribe. Real. And that that's honestly why I love and value human connection and relationships. It sounds I know it sounds weird with me saying human connection, but there's animals too and they're important. But really like humans They don't talk back. (laughs) They don't. Exactly, exactly. So really just I think it teaches you how to show up for others, teaches you how to show up for yourself, um, how to fall through. Um follow through with your plans, mm-hmm. how to commit to something um, and really how to allow people to be there for you and allow yourself to be there for others. And that's why I love connecting with people like you and so many other amazing women who I've met this year, especially 2018, 2019. That's been a big year of, of this wonderful connection and of all you amazing people. So I'm really thankful. <laughs> 2018 was a big year for
0: that. I'm hopeful for 2019 too, because we uh-huh. good good energy out there.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. good about it.
0: <laughs> so if you could give people three tips of how to establish, maintain, create those boundaries, what would they be?
1: Um, a lot of it ties into this self-love curriculum that I have created, um, and it, it walks people through a series of steps. And these steps really are steps that help people to connect with themselves, so that that inner voice and intuition is much more clear. And it's all connecting to mindfulness and slowing the mind down, where you can be present enough to get those messages. So the first thing I have people do is um, make just think of not make a not sit down on a piece of paper and make a list if you don't want to. But I have actually encouraged people to do this: make a list of the people who are closest to you in your life, their names, and how they make you feel, and why they make you feel the way that they feel. And if there's anyone on that list who <laughs> is not making you feel good about you, and I'm not, I'm not saying this person's had a bad day and just accidentally kind of lash out, lashed out on you. That's very different. But I'm saying this person has genuinely not shown up. But because of whatever relationship that is, whether it's a, a mom-daughter relationship or whether that's a, I've known this person since I was in a third grade relationship or I just met this person, Forget forget all that. Think about how that makes you feel. And that's when you know that you need to cut whatever toxicity in that relationship is so that your circle around you genuinely are people who really do care, people who will show up for you. So that usually the people who are really ha- having access, access to you and who are asking you for favors and for you to really be there for them are people who also have reciprocated that to you. So it makes it easier for um, you to say no when you, when you have to and, and really be able to be honest and that person to understand. I've worked with people um, even as much United States who have Asked if I can do an event. Um, I said I, I wasn't able to do it. I was you know, already committed or whatever the reason was. Who have gotten upset and who I've been defriended by or all, whatever it is. I'm not inviting you to anything else. Well, okay. I don't know what the perception is, but you know, what I know is that I can't do it all and I'm not feeling guilty about it. Mm. But the people usually who have your best interest get it. Yeah. And that's love, one less stress.
0: Yeah. I love the idea of reciprocation. I was talking to my friend about this, and I I feel like relationships break down. Well, relationships break down from unmet expectations, but I think it's this balance of not expecting to get it back, but it can't be all giving or all receiving.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And
0: so if, if you're oh, the ahead. person that's always waiting for people to make plans with you, this is your wake up call for you to get on the phone and text and start scheduling things with your friends if they matter to you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Even if you are busy, make time for them. Make the yes. time.
0: You make know. the time
1: on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about your time. Like, Think about, that's the other thing. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> think about your day. And just think about from the moment that you wake up in the morning until you go to bed at night, what are your usual activities and how much time are you spending on these activities? Because technology, social media, for example, next thing you know, two hours can go by and your your phone is still in your hand and you Mm -hmm. haven't done anything of what you needed to do. And that friend who you said you're too busy for, you could have already had lunch and dessert by now, you know? so (laughs) Absolutely.
0: And by the way, you don't have to leave your house. You could have a
1: FaceTime date with your friend. Oh, I do that all the time. That's so so I'm absolutely good. Yeah, fun. all the time. I'm from New England, so I'm a lot of my friends um, from college, my closest friends, especially um, who I've known for years, my newer friends are here, but my older friends are back in Mass. We always FaceTime, and it's, it feels like they're right here with me.
0: Mm-hmm. You get your glass of
1: wine out, you can cheers on the phone, and it's great. Yeah. Another friend of mine, because we're nerds, we watched a Christmas movie together.
0: Oh, that's so cute. I know.
1: We had cookies and watched a Christmas movie, and it was great. It's like she was here with me.
0: Be be (laughs) creative and use technology in a way that works for you instead of taking your time away.
1: Exactly. Oh, that's a gem right there. Boom. So true.
0: That's like a sapphire.
1: I know. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) You're so right. That's so my yeah, like, birthstone.
0: I had to slide that in there.
1: Oh, I'm a, I'm a pearl. I'm June, of course, I'm a you're a
0: pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was diamonds.
1: Is it? I'm <laughs> not, not, not really got the whole birth thing. I, <laughs> I think like, I actually, I, I finally understood what the horoscopes meant like a year ago. I was like, oh,
0: oh, it's, it's junk, junk science. Anyway, it's not even science, it's junk. It's
1: well, that's why I always thought so. I was never really into it, into it. That I was like, okay, well, let me just see what it says. And I feel like they're all pretty similar.
0: What they do is they leave it general enough so you can interpret it and be like, yeah, that's me. But there's no way that people that are born in the same month are all the same.
1: Exactly. And I refuse to think that I'm crazy because for some reason that's what Gemini sounds like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's something that we need to talk
1: about. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They make us sound like we like are like unstable. Yeah. I'm like, wow, gee, no, you don't know me.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that you learned how to harness it and to help people.
1: Yeah, there we go. That's
0: why I do what I do. <laughs> That's why you do it. That's why you do it. All right, what's your third tip?
1: Um, my third tip is the one that we talked about earlier. Um, do not make decisions if you are not in a calm frame of mind. There are some people who know their schedule, who know that Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. I know what I'm doing. And yes, I can tell you if next Friday I can be there. And there are some people really who can't. So if, if you're not one of those people or regardless, if, if, you, if you just cannot stay calm and present in that moment, if you, haven't, if you don't have that mastery or that talent, because if you don't have it, then that's okay. You can work around it, which is by saying, I'm going to get back to you. Thank you for thinking of me. I would love to be there for you, but I just need to make sure that I can commit and I've got to check my planner first and I'll get back to you. Awesome. Period.
0: Those are some solid tips.
1: Yeah. Real solid. And they're, they're easy. It's not like you got to like, Okay make a list of the, of the tips and think about if I'm applying it the right way. It just really ties into just slowing down. Yeah.
0: Just practice it and be consistent.
1: Yeah. Consistency because that's how it becomes a habit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing of, you know, we've got new year's resolutions happening now. So the gyms are packed, but this isn't about like, I'm going to say no to things and I'm going to own my time and then come mid February, you're sliding back and Back to burnout level. So this is right. make the commitment today, but connected to what's important to you, why it's important to you, and and what you want to start attracting into your life, rather than just assuming you deserve because because it's there.
1: Mm. So well said.
0: Time to get active, ladies and dudes. <laughs> <time to> get <laughs> Getting that. Dudes and dudettes. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's All right. right. Spit, Spitfire is a generic term. Well, it's not generic. It's it's genderless. It's androgynous. Mm term even though the dictionary does not agree with me I'm rewriting that crap it's time it's time (laughs) yeah but I think that's the true definition of a spitfire someone who just makes decisions because it's right for them and that ultimately serves the people around them
1: exactly and that all and in order to be able to do that you've got to believe that you're worth it that you have the right to take control of your life that you have the right to have a rest day You know, um, that's the other thing. I know we already had three tips, but I I give myself at least one day a week, one day where I am not on social media, checking emails, on the phone, unless I want to be like, and I don't just one day. I mean, and that sounds like, oh man, there's six more days in the week, but that one day doesn't mean that I'm not taking breaks (laughs) the other six days. It just means it's whole full day. The entire full day is for me. Nice. That's important. I got to start, start adopting that because I just took on a new position in addition
0: to the coaching, podcasting, everything else. And it took over my weekend last week. And I was like, no, I don't care for this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's really hard for me to do. Like sometimes as Miss United States, because sometimes I've got to, you know, maybe sometimes I'll get a half day, but that means I've got to make up for it. So mm-hmm. if, if I'm booked Saturday and Sunday, um, that means no appearances during the week. Mm-hmm. Um and that means that one of those appearances on a weekend is only going to be a couple hours so that I have the rest of the day for myself.
0: Yeah. So that that actually goes into um so I did a talk at Women in Trucking uh last November in Dallas, Texas and there were like 300 women wow. and we were talking about how to say no um using the triple D method uh that I put together which is basically, you know, if rather than answering right away and saying yes, you ask yourself is it desirable? Is it doable? Is it delegatable? Mm. and it's got to hit those marks. Um, if it's delegatable, move it move it to someone else who's better qualified. Is it doable? Do you have the time, the resources, or the expertise to do it? If you don't, make it delegatable or say no. And then is it desirable? Do you actually want to do it?
1: Right And if exactly. you're if
0: you're making excuses for the ask or the story behind the person asking you, that should be a red flag for you
1: right. Exactly. Because really support and unconditional support, aka lack of toxicity, a means that people will understand and get it
0: mm-hmm. and not
1: hold anything against you of you just not being interested. Those, yeah. those are the people who really do have your back, who are like, I'm, I'm thinking of this person's happiness. She's thinking of her happiness. I respect it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and just because it's a job and a workplace does not mean you have to be miserable. Work can actually be enjoyable. But if you're in a toxic environment, it's time to start evaluating where you want to be.
1: Exactly. No one has to be stuck. I know it may feel that way. I know there's pressure. I know there's responsibilities. But at the end of the day, if if you burn out and can't do that job, guess what? They will hire somebody else. Absolutely. They will do it.
0: (laughs) It's replaceable. Right. Yep. That's the way business works. It's not a family. I mean, we could go, we could talk about this for hours. I mean, this is like my history. Uh, (laughs) But I I think focusing on the points that that you mentioned, just starting with those those three tips of evaluating the relationships and the environments that you're in and what's working and not working for you and prioritizing things that are important to you and, and being able to have that space to think about if you can fit it in. Right. So important.
1: Exactly. Well, I hope- we make. go ahead. Please. Oh, go ahead. I was say, we make mistakes sometimes, like double booking, for example. And it's so, that's awful. That's like the worst thing. <laughs> so it just gives you, you know, calm, free reign to really feel like you're in control because you are. You are in control. So
0: I think the final point is get in the driver's seat. If you yeah. feel like you're getting driven around, you have the ability to either get into another car or to go pop into that driver's seat. Mm. but pull over first don't do it while the car's moving (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) safety first safety first (laughs) buckle up it's the law andromeda thank you so much for joining me today this was awesome and we have. i think you're going to come back on another show we've got oh yeah yeah i'm
1: excited
0: awesome so if people want to check you out check out your therapy or follow you in your adventures as miss united states where should they go
1: yes um on facebook my um Title holder page is Miss United States 2018. I've got lots of updates there. And also um, my personal Instagram at Andromeda Peters and um, title holder Instagram at official Miss United States. And um, on Twitter, I am um, official Andromeda Zen.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> and for all the spitfires out there, set your boundaries, get in the driver's seat and keep being awesome.